I'm listening. What do you require? Hello, and welcome to Control Alt Wow, the podcast for those of us who love World of Warcraft and love having many alts. I am Aprilian on the Belgun server, and this is episode 14, recorded on March 4th, Sunday, 2007. And as the undead gentleman said in the beginning of the episode, I am listening, and what do you require? Please tell me. I'd love to hear from some of you, or from all of you. I know you're listening. I can hear you breathing out there. You can email me at controlaltwow at gmail.com. That's C-T-R-L-A-L-T-W-O-W at gmail.com. We have a website at controlaltwow.blogspot.com. You can also... Dig us, and I would love to have your digs, at dig.com slash podcast, and I believe it's slash control alt. Wow. But there are links on our website, and I'd love to hear from you, especially about the topics of alts. I'd like to hear what you do with your alts. If you have any questions about alt or dual boxing, please write me at control alt wow at gmail.com. So let's start with our first segment. It's something I call What's Going On? And two things we're going to talk about. One is something I call seeding and the other one is getting my Ravager on my Blood Elf. Now seeding is coincides with, for me, it's something that I call, I don't know what anyone else would call it, but it's something that coincides with the Lunar Festival. And what this in Tales is I know that somewhere down the line I'm going to want to start a new alt on another server like all of a sudden I really got the urge to PvP and I used to PvP on Light and Hoof I was doing it with I think I mentioned it in a previous podcast I was doing it with some friends of mine from Second Life and I still have a warlock but I feel like I've grown and I understand wow so much better now that I can't go back and use that warlock because she did a she didn't do anything she didn't do things quite the way I would have liked to do them and that brings me to my seating which I'm using the lunar festival to go to various servers I've picked a couple of um, PvP servers and a couple of non-PvP servers or normal servers, and I also did one on um, Earthen Ring, which is a, the server that the instance has their guild on. But uh, I would listen to the instance, and I'm sure you listen to the instance because it's one of the most excellent podcasts out there, along with uh, the Chronicle, World of Warcraft Chronicles. I'll put a list of the pi- other podcasts that I listen to. Anyways, I have been going from server to server and starting up a new character and some of them they were Draenei and some of them they were Blood Elves and a couple of them I actually uh, on Onyxia I have which is a PvP server I had a couple of uh, already alt set up there they were low level one was 
a orc and one was a troll and I've been running them around getting their flight paths and what this will do is I'll have these flight paths and then later on I can go back and uh, play them when I feel like it. One of the interesting things that I've experienced while doing this is that I've actually experienced starting from scratch. Like I said before, when I first started World of Warcraft, I came over on the Lightning Hoof server with some friends from Second Life, and I got a lot of help. And in other servers, I had friends, and then with Alaria, I transferred um, some. I transferred over. Oh no, with Belgum, I transferred over. Actually, with Alaria, I did. I did a paid transfer from. I can't remember what server, but uh, anyways. Now, on Anixia and some of these other servers that I'm seeding, I'm starting from scratch, and I've encountered an interesting thing in that it's very hard to start from scratch. All of a sudden, coppers and silver are very important to me. In fact, I had a, I did a silly, I had, I answered someone in a trade channel saying that they had a silk bag, a 10 slot silk bag for 50 silver and I said oh uh, can you COD me two of them and I without even thinking I didn't even look at my money and when I went to get it I realized I had like one or two silvers and um, one or two um, copper and this and I had two characters and I realized that it's a whole different ball game at level 4 than it is at level 40 when you don't have anyone to twink you out. So, I have these two characters. One is named Aprilian and one is named Realfire. And they were going around getting their flight pass and they ended up in Silvermoon City. And I spent most of t today, Sunday, running around like crazy trying to get a gold piece together. I finally got 50 silver. I made... Uh, Real Fire a Skinner and a Miner, and I made uh, a Prillian, a um, Jewel Crafter, and an Alchemist, no, a Herbalist. And we've been running around doing all the quests. Some of the quests gives you money. Some of the quests we've been selling everything. A couple of times I did take the time to spend some money for training, which all of a sudden you wonder, do I really need to know all this skill right now? Do I really need to spend one silver piece and it was exciting it really made me feel I don't know how to explain it but it was very exciting to try to do this it was a challenge to do this from scratch I completed all the quests up to Fairbreeze Village um, I found I did the um, the one where you have to get the party stuff and he gave me nine silver, and that was so exciting because it made me have um, over 25 silver on each character. And then I was able to actually buy one of the bags out of COD. I put some leather up on Auction House and some copper ore at um, a cut-rate price that I wouldn't normally do because I really wanted to make the money. And it's just been a lot of fun, and I would suggest anyone who is quote-unquote bored. I've never been bored with the game at all, but if you are bored, try going out starting from scratch and working your way up and um, 
it's really fun. And the other thing was, sometimes I got to a point when I was seeding that I left the areas because um, I found out how to get from the drain eye to well the the drain eye is kind of easy if you go to the Licious Wharf I believe it's called that's on the other side of Ecuador so you have to leave the starting area hit Azure Watch and then go out to um, the wharf catch the boat to the Long Wash which is near Aberdeen, right off of Aberdeen, and then when you get off the boat you take a left at the next dock, you take the dock on the left and it takes you to Tel Teldrassil, well it takes you to that village and then you walk through that porter portal and you get to Teldrassil and you can get into the moon glade from there, but before you leave the starting area you have to have at least two pieces of silver because you have to do in order to do the Moonglade quest you have to set off one rocket and f one cluster I'm sorry and four rockets and um, you'll need two silver at least if for some reason if you're young if you're uh, lower level you get twice the credit for each one and if you're upper level you get um, you have to do two rockets two clusters and eight rockets oh and if you're there and you see anyone else getting ready to do the quest invite them into a group because then you only have to set off once for each quest you don't have to duplicate it and you save some money but the funny thing was I a couple of times I got to the area to do the quest and I actually had to beg somebody for like a silver and I have to tell you in the past, when anyone was begging for a low amount, I always kind of ignored them because I'm thinking, why can't you just go and kill something and get the money? But if you're in the main area, where was I going to go to in Teldrassil to get some money? Run all the way back to Dalinar and you probably get killed along the way. Run back to the starting area or take the boat back. That would have taken forever. And I want to say thank you and a shout out to those people who did give me uh, a silver and I really appreciated it. I have to get back in and remember, I think I took down some names and I promised some of them I would send it back. Of course, when you're 70, a silver probably means less than nothing. The other thing I did, now this is going to take a little bit of concentration because this was really bizarre and I, I spent most of a day trying to figure out how to do this. On my blood elf, Prill, she's a level 22, at the time I think she was a level 21, I wanted her to have a Ravager. I saw a Ravager and I said I want one. And then I realized that there was only two types of ravagers. Very low level on the starting area of the Draenei or very high level in Outland. So, how is my Blood Elf going to get to the starting area of the Draenei? Hmm. Well, she's level 20, but still, uh, the guards are going to attack her the minute they see her. So how is she going to get out to um, Autumnist Isle? So, I thought about it and I thought about it. And I figured out that if she could run up from the beach on, um, I think it's Zorum Beach 
on in Ashenville, run up to Dark Shore, and somehow maybe swim out to Artemis Isle. Well, that wasn't gonna work because I started out by um, sending my level 54 hunter a brilliant and out to try it. And when Aprilian <laughs> when Aprilian oh that's so funny does that she drowns before she can get out that far. And okay, so how am I going to get out there? Well, what turned out to happen, and sorry, I was looking up Wikipedia trying to find the exact um, name of <laughs> the st the um, starting area because I, I know I have a hard time with uh, some words. And I think the starting area is Artemis Isle. Does that sound right? Anyways, so anyway, so. Here we go. We got Aprilian trying to get out to this starting area, uh, the low-level area for the drain eye. She's running and running and running. I mean, swimming and swimming and swimming. And she gets halfway out, then she gets fatigued. You know, if you're over really deep water, you'll get something called fatigue. And then she drowns. So she runs back out, and then she tries to run past that area and see how far she can go. And she drowns. Well, I did this a couple of times. And then the boat went by. And then I thought, hmm, can she get on the boat while she's dead? And maybe go over her body and pick up her body and then hide on the boat and then get off in the starting area. Well, after some trial and error, I found out, yes, she can do that. And I'm going to tell you what I ended up doing. I ended up having my blood elf, Prill, and she had um, her partner, her twin Z, along for the ride. Swim out, run out to Ashenville, run up Dark Shore, and swim under the Long Wharf until she got to the area until they got to the area where the boat would actually dock and then she did I did the hardest thing I've ever had to do before and that was let my um, let my uh, character die and this was very hard to do <laughs> it's sitting there watching them do that little thing was really really hard but I managed and she died they both died and then they were able to run back through Aberdeen of course it looks empty because they're ghost and get to the end of the pier wait for the boat get on the boat go up to the bow and hide behind that little building because I didn't want to get anybody mad at me of course this was a non PVP server so I guess it didn't matter at that point what could they do and the only people that could actually have attacked me would have been the guards. And so, at that point, we got the uh, box that said resurrect now. So we resurrect, resurrect, let the boat get to Azermist Isle. That's the name of the uh, 
the um, second starting area where Azure Watch is. And then right before we got to the wharf there, the Eleosius Wharf, we hopped off and then we swam from Azure Mist Isle to the other isle in that area, which is Blood Mist Isle, which is where the um, Ravengers are. And um, Pro was able to get her Ravager. It seems like a long way to go for a Ravager, but it was for a pet but it was a lot of fun and the ravager is so cute if you've seen these things I can't even begin to describe them they look very um science fiction or very foreign or alien-ish they walk on these four little like pointy things and they make this really neat sound and they're excellent for hunting and Pearl is now very happy with her ravager so that's what I've been doing this week and now let's go on to our next segment, which is called Wow News. Okay, now let's get started with World of Warcraft news. The Lunar Festival is still going on. It will end on March 8th. And right now, the Dark Moon Fair is on in Mulgar. It started March 5th, which is tomorrow, or Monday, and runs into March 11th. There's a lot of neat little things you can get, and some really nice, uh, I think there's some recipes you can get. So I would check that out. But for me, the biggest news that came out of uh, World of Warcraft is something called the Armory. You can see it at armory.worldofwarcraft.com. There'll be a link in the show notes. And it lets you look up any character. And this is what really amazes me. On World of Warcraft and see its stats. You can look up guild stats. Uh, it's just... I mean, I guess it's kind of neat. But at the same time, I think it's a little invasive. <clears throat> I mean... I guess what you have in your stats isn't that personal. But on the other hand, now you'll be able to see how people spec. You'll be able to see all sorts of information about them. I uh, did a search for the guild that uh, the Instant uses. And you can see how what the makeup is. It's actually 785 people. And... There's, it's just a lot of information, and I'm, I'm, I'm just, again, amazed that this information is available. It almost kind of supplants the, um, the information that you can get from guild.launch, guildlaunch.com and other, um, other add-ons like that or websites uh, it doesn't give you everything though because for instance it doesn't show you what's in someone's bag which I guess is good and um, but there's a lot of information on this website and if you haven't had a chance I would go and check it out armory.worldofwarcraft.com you can also get to it from the main page of World of Warcraft and I haven't uh, read 
anything on the forum about it yet, although I'm pretty sure there's a lot about it. I can see some people being just a little bit uh, hmm, wondering or not too happy about it. I mean, it shows you what their primary what their professions are. It actually shows you their health right now. It shows you what they're wearing. Um, right now, I don't see data available for um, the icons, but you can see what they're wearing. I don't know if this is a temporary thing, but I do know that uh, on guildlaunch.com, if you look at their profile, you can actually see what each item is that they're wearing. Right now, when you click on it, it says um, not available. Um, you can see their talent tree, <laughs> which I personally would be a little embarrassed with someone looking at my talent tree because I know that I'm not really that good at um, selecting a talent tree or doing a talent tree. I kind of do the shopping cart kind of a la carte thing. Oh, this looks nice. Let me try that sort of thing. Whereas... I know that there are certain paths that you um, might wanna, that you would wanna follow. So, anyways, this is kind of interesting. <laughs> right now, I'm on armory.worldofwarcraft.com, looking up one of my friends, and I can see what he's got, what his skills are, what his reputation is how far along he's gone <laughs> it's I just think it's I don't know is it a good thing do you like it have you checked it out what do you think of it let me know at control alt wow at gmail.com and I think that's gonna be it for World of Warcraft news according to control alt wow to my favorite segment alt roundup the thing I like about having many alts is there's so many things to do I like to think of my alts as kind of the uh, camp workers for the frontline players maybe I'm not in raiding maybe I'm not doing a lot of things but I'm supplying stuff that they need I'm putting stuff on auction house that they might need and I am making money for myself until I get ready to, you know, hit the front line. So this week, of course, Pearl and Z spent some time on Blood Mist Isle, or rather in the water and on the boat, <laughs> and running around Dark Shore as a ghost to get the Ravager. And <clears throat> Pearl is really enjoying the Ravager. I haven't named it yet. It's still running around named the Ravager, not the enraged Ravager, but the Ravager. <clears throat> I was thinking about naming it Billager, but or Pillager, I don't know yet. But anyways, they were also grinding for leather in the Southern Barrens. They were quite successful. The grinding thunder lizards and getting their yummy tails, thunderhawks, and the hyenas. 
it was um it was a great time to take the ravager out too and she loved hunting down there they have a lot of uh a very good uh attack base but i don't know all the details so i won't get into it um <clears throat> so prill is at level 22 and z is at level 21 sorry my throat was kind of dry there and while grinding thunder lizards she got a bunch of thunder lizard tails and she was able to get her cooking up to 125 and then she needed the book to go any further and the book is in shadow spray so prillian ran out and got it for her which was nice which is why you have multiple alts uh creed and control alt wow my blood elf priest and tailor i mean priest tailor and orc warrior minor blacksmith they're still 11 level 11 i think they just hung out in silver moon creed uh disenchanted a bunch of stuff that uh, Trishel sent on her while well, she's training her jewel craft. Aprilian, who is my main troll, Hunter Skinner, level 54. Of course, she ran out to Shadow Spray and got the cookbook for Trishel, and she did the trial run to Blood Mist. Uh, Real Fire, my 48 level Torrin Hunter, and uh, Skin... Leatherworker and Skinner was in uh, the Badlands with Trishel. They were both grinding scalding whelps for leather for Prill because Prill needed some medium leather. And uh, while they were also getting money, uh, the Badlands, uh, the scalding whelplings dropped some really nice loot that can be sold for money, and they also dropped a couple of nice pieces of armor. Which she sent, which uh, they sent to Rilia and um, Creed for disenchanting. And oh, Trishel dinged 44 while she was out there. And she also been having a lot of success with her jewel crafting. <coughs> she finally got to be able to prospect iron and she got some, uh, some jewels. She had a bunch of iron that she had been hoarding, no pun intended. But she's kind of stuck because one of the things that she really needs is bronze settings. And it's really hard to get tin right now. I know I just need to find the right area. But uh, you get copper, get gold, get mithril. But tin is kind of hard to come by. And it's pretty expensive on the auction house. Theo, my rogue, who's level 19, was just hanging out in Silver Moon. And uh, Sharina, my level... 14 priest has just been sitting in ratchet if you want to see in detail what the level and uh, specs these guys have you can see them at the armory I'm providing a link on my page you can also see how I spec stuff if you have any suggestions or questions about why I did what I did um, you can email me at control at gmail.com now I'm gonna just talk a little bit about a couple of about my um, banker alts well it's funny t-rex might not be my banker alt much longer he's my drain eye hunter skinner he's level 12 and oh he's a herbalist he finally got his hunting skills and i've actually been playing him a little bit more for two reasons one is that um that i want to get one of those mounts 
for the drain eye. <laughs> so I'd have to get in level 40. I just think those little elephants are so cute. Of course, once I ride them, I might find out that they're just as heavy-handed as those Kodos that the Taurans get. And, oh, the other thing is he's also been hunting Blood Elf Bandits. And over by Exodor, uh, they drop these masks that seem to sell well on the auction house, but I'll talk about that on the server selection. So T-Rex has been hanging out in Blood Mist Isle and around Exodor, trying to get the Blood Elf, the Blood Elf Bandits, and also uh, training for his hunter and getting his pet and doing some herbalism. And he's also been running back and forth inside of Exodor to keep posting his dragon hawks. He's actually made 70 gold over 70 gold I think about 80 gold this week doing that I'm expecting to have a well we'll talk about the dragon hawk hatchlings in a second but one thing I wanted to talk about was while T-Rex was running through Exodor you know I guess each one of these cities have their own little idiosyncrasies and um, I'm at first I was very frustrated by some by trying to get around Exodor I kept getting lost and ending down in the middle of the thing where there's nothing there just this empty circle and then I finally kind of figured out how to get around and I've been able to get in and out pretty fast and he has to go in to post the dragon hawklings one of the things that I've been doing with the dragon hawklings and with just about everything that I sell on the auction house and sometimes people don't do this is that I put one up at a time I see people dumping like four five six even up to 10 of the same items at once. And I think that it creates a kind of a mindset in whoever is uh, buying that maybe there are plenty of these items and there's no need to rush or might change their mind. But if there's only one of the items, somebody might think, well, I better grab that. So even if I have 10, 12 hatchlings, of the three varieties the silver gold and, and red I only put one up at a time and the minute one sells I go back and put another one up just to keep that one keep that stocked or try to keep it stocked so anyways <laughs> T-Rex is running uh, I think he was running from the auction house back up to uh, the top and he passed a group of five Draenei NPCs walking around and he saw one named Curzon, and then he saw one named Tobin. And he was like, wait a minute, those names mean something. And so he stopped and looked at the group, and it was Tobin, Imani, Curzon, Audrid, and Tarias. Okay, can anybody figure out what the connection is? I was cracking up laughing. My favorite Star Trek of all is Deep Space Nine. I love Deep Space Nine because you got to see the more social aspect. You, you got to see a lot of, you know, Starfleet, and you got to see what happened with, the, you know, the the different races and more of Quark and all that stuff. But the best part was that you got, you know, it was just my favorite. Star Trek: Deep Space Nine is my favorite. So when I saw these names, Tobin, Imani, Curzon, Audrey, and Tarias, I 
was so tickled that they had done a little tribute to the Dax symbiont on Exodor. Uh, and the cutest part is that Curzon, hey, Curzon has a uh, patch over his eye. Sorry, I have a loose puppy <laughs> running around. You're supposed to be in bed. Anyways, so that's what T-Rex has been doing. And I did want to go over just a little bit about this whole hatchling thing. It occurred to me, or somebody asked me, was I actually making money from this? And I tried to do a little math, and it's on the website that basically uh, I end up putting out something like half a gold to get each one of these hatchlings. This includes the money that she had that Aprilian sends to Creed and that Creed then uses to mail back each of the hatchlings. 45 silver, 30 silver, um, and then of course the initial 30 copper. 45 silver, 30 copper per each um, hatchling and then when it's on the auction I think I end up paying something like uh, three silver 75 copper to auction it over to, to April and then April has to mail it back to T-Rex so all in all I spend about 50 55 silver for each hatchling yeah 55 silver and then I end up selling them for between 425 gold and 485 gold so I end up making four gold per hatchling with the whole process now what I'd love to hear is anyone else who has similar tricks I know you're thinking you want to keep your your trick to yourself but there are so many servers and I imagine that um, anything we do find out or get in the know isn't going to uh, affect our sales that much. Plus, we might find something else that we could sell that would be just as delightful. The dragon hawk and the moths that I sell on the horde side, I think, are going to have a run on this server for a little while. And then later on, when people are higher and they have more things to, more gold to spend money on, then uh, it'll pick up again. And, uh, but, you know, it's not like some things that are really useful, like trying to get uh, certain leather or certain uh, elements, but it's kind of fun. So if you have anything that you do that's similar to this that makes you money, please uh, send me, send it my way so I can share it with the audience. It, send me an email at controlaltwow.gmail.com. I can also be found on Favorite Places in World of Warcraft. This week I wanted to talk about Blood Mist Isle and Azure Mist Isle. They are the starting areas of the I think the I think Azure Mist is like 7 to 10 or 11, and Blood Mist is the 11 to 20. And I just started, I did Azure Mist, and I just started into Blood Mist, and I think they're really cool areas. Uh, if you are 
alliance and in that range I would suggest going over there and doing some of those quests they are very interesting I particularly love the one where you got to actually ride a mount just don't take it north over that bridge or you'll lose the mount but it was a fun quest and I think that's about it oh it's really fun going as a horde character also if you are ambitious enough and you have some spare time run over there and you know even if you don't have a hunter that you want to get a ravager on but run over and check out the I saw a level 7 undead priest running through <laughs> Azure Mist. I think I did. I mean, I don't know what he or she was doing there. Maybe she was trying to get a Blood Elf mask. Cause I think those Blood Elf masks, which is coming up in service selection, are kind of neat. Okay, let's move on to service selection. I'm still not getting any feedback. I did the whole iridescent pearl thing last week and I have no one else to compare it to. This week I want to do Blood Elf Mask. If you're on Alliance server, let me know what an alliance if you're on the Alliance side on your server, let me know what the Blood Elf masks are going for. They're going for between 10 and 15 gold on Balgun server. A lot of people are just getting them for their banker. I know it's kind of silly. I mean, I did dress my banker up in a tuxedo. But I'd like to hear what they're going for on your side. I'm sure if they could even get over to the Horde side, they're probably going for even more. Or if anybody's even interested in them, they might. this might just be a Belgun thing. So give me an email. Control-Alt-Wow at gmail.com. Of course, we're still looking for your emails. Control Alt Wow at gmail.com. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you think we should be doing. and uh, Or just to chat. I'd love to hear what you're doing with your alts. I'd love to hear how you manage them. And if you've, uh, if any of the information that I've given you is interesting or useful. And if there's anything you do particularly that you want to share... Give us an email, control altwell at gmail.com. This brings us to closing thoughts about the show. This was a really good week for me. I got a lot done. I really enjoyed my seeding thing. It was a lot of fun to go to different servers and also to try to run around and uh, get all those flight paths. It'll be interesting to go back and check out those servers. There was a thing I wanted to mention a couple of weeks ago and I kept forgetting to mention it. And I'm going to mention it now even though it was a couple of weeks ago. I was... My husband actually was listening to one of the Twit podcasts, uh, I think the Gizbiz Wiz or whatever, the one where uh, Leo Laporte talks with Dick DiPartillo from Mad Magazine. And he happened to mention that he was coming to my town and he was going to be in 
the place where I work. And so I actually <coughs> went out and met Leo Laporte. It was kind of funny. He's a very unassuming guy in uh, actual life, even though he's very dynamic as a um, netcaster. But in person, he's very unassuming. He was somewhat surprised that I recognized him. And uh, I'm thinking, gosh, Leo, I've been watching you since Tech TV. And I actually met him once before during a book signing in Maryland when he was uh, signing with uh, Patrick Norton. Patrick was in a kilt. I actually have a picture of me with Patrick in, a, in his cute little kilt. <clears throat> Anyways, it was very nice to meet Leo. He was very, very uh, accommodating. And uh, I didn't get a chance to tell him that I did a podcast as well because I just didn't want to gush too much. But I just wanted to mention that uh, it was an honor and a privilege to meet someone that I consider to be the grandfather of, and I'm going to call it netcasting, <laughs> even though, you know, the rest of us call it podcasting. But as respect to Leo Laporte, I want to call it netcasting. And I just wanted to say thank you, Leo. Thank you for not... Um, treating me like a stalker <laughs> and thank you for all that you've done for netcasting in general and uh, it's kind of funny because he plays World of Warcraft so anyways this is Aprilian on the Belgian server signing off another episode of Control Alt Wow thanks for listening and uh, keep fighting for the horde I'm listening what do you require? <laughs>